Hi, this is Barack Lurie, and this is the Barack Lurie Podcast. With me, as always, my good friend and producer, Ari David. Always a pleasure. We are experiencing a very interesting story. There's a little town in Missouri known as Ferguson. And uh, in Ferguson, there has been a shooting by a policeman upon a very large young man, uh, and he died in the process. And, uh, and the whole town is up in arms, um, and there are uh, riots ensuing and demonstrations of all different kinds and such, and it's just getting bigger and bigger. Uh, now, mind you, this is a town of 19,000 or so people with a police department of something like 70 or 80 p- uh, police officers. This is a small suburb of St. Louis, all right? This is not Los Angeles. It's not even Beverly Hills. It's a small, small town. And, uh, you know, some residents are, are getting very upset about it. Of course, what's interesting about this to me is why is it that they're demonstrating in the first place? What, is there a sense that there will not be justice somehow if there's something wrong has been found to have, have occurred? Uh, is, is this an immediate reaction every time there's been a, uh, uh, a shooting by a police officer? Do we, do we have to demonstrate? Do we have to riot in order to get any sort of attention? The answer, of course not. We, 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 I mean, when, the, when there was a, a terrible man named uh, Charles Manson who killed uh, some seven or so people in, um, in the Los Angeles area back in the 60s, um, people didn't riot in the streets about that. They assumed correctly that justice would, uh, pursue, would, would, would be uh, pursued and uh, he would meet his just desserts, as it were. But no one ever thought to, to demonstrate as if somehow this is a problem, uh, that justice will not come, come about, right? But somehow when it comes to um, uh, any, any person uh, that is black um, who's been killed or, or beaten by a white cop, then it's automatically presumed that there will be no justice, right? Why is this? Why is that the case? Is, is, you know, perhaps that occurred in the, in the early 50s and, and before then. Uh, but I do believe it's been, you know, 60 or so years since then. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that there's no racism whatsoever, but I can tell you that, that people don't get away with anything. And the last thing they, they want to do is, uh, is take a risk uh, shooting anybody, and let alone a black person. I mean, they, they should know that by now every police officer, no doubt, gets the story. Like, when you're being attacked by uh, somebody who is uh, not white, uh, be very cautious, be especially cautious, uh, more so than everywhere. It's just not worth it. You must be under tremendous fear of your own life before you, you discharge your gun. And I'm sure that's what happened with this cop as well. One thing we do know and, and the reports uh, come out. I don't know if you remember, Ari. When they first started demonstrating, they claimed that uh, the, uh, the, the black man, what's his name? Michael, Michael Brown. Brown. Yeah. That the Michael Brown, uh, that all he did was, was uh, lie down on his knees and uh, raised his, head, uh, his arms uh, above his head and said, I surrender, no, no, wish, no problem here. You have no problem with me. And blam, blam, they, got, they killed him anyway. Well, I, I had trouble believing that. As and I, they said he, they shot him in the back. In the back, yeah. Uh, and, and, and this was the mantra that they, they developed. And, of course, the, the press went about that. And then they had this some sort of new thing where they, 
where all the, the people went about walking around with their hands up in their air, uh, in the air and saying, I surrender. And uh, to show the grave injustice of this all, you understand. Well, then, of course, it, it, it's discovered that um, nothing of the sort happened like that. Uh, that the best, the interpretation of it, is that Michael Brown's co, not robber, I guess, of the store, but somebody who was with him at the time, they were running away and that he was being chased. Okay, well, if that's the case, then how could he have been lying down uh, while he's being chased? <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty poor chase, right? So that, that story doesn't jibe very well. And it doesn't, the whole thing doesn't jibe at all. And we don't, we're not hearing, or we haven't heard until very recently what the, the, the white cop had to say. And it turns out that at least from his story, right or wrong, uh, that he uh, was actually being approached and that Michael Brown was going in, uh, you know, full throttle at him, trying to get his gun. And uh, as a consequence, the, the, the cop discharged his firearm and sadly he died, uh, Michael Brown. So, you know, among the three stories, the only one that to me makes sense is the latter one. Maybe it's not completely accurate. Maybe, maybe the cop is making it to be more dangerous than it was. But for whatever reason, the cop discharged his firearm. I, I hardly think that he wanted to kill Michael Brown. Um, now, you may say to me, dear listener, Mr. Lurie, you, you just don't get it. There is racism afoot in this country like nobody's business, and uh, you're just living in a la-la land to think otherwise. Okay, maybe I live in la-la land. But I can tell you that what I do know about Ferguson, in addition to being an extremely tight, small community, in addition to the fact that once a, a police officer fires a gun and, and kills somebody, he knows that his life is forever changed. He probably will have a desk job at best and maybe suspended for a long time. And I also do know that in Ferguson, that two-thirds of the population is black. It it's, defies credulity to me to somehow to think that this cop, this white cop in Ferguson was somehow trying to show those blacks a lesson. It just doesn't make sense to me at all. And, dear listener, if you're, if you're one of those who thinks that this, this is the product of racism, please tell me your evidence. Don't just think so. Tell me your evidence. And then I ask you another question. Remember all the other incidences of white-on-black, supposed white-on-black crimes, such as the Duke Lacrosse rape case, where that turned out to be uh, false, <laughs> completely false. It was all made up. Remember all the charges that you and your fellow liberals made uh, at Duke University. All the professors chimed in to say, how horrific this was, and those Duke lacrosse players, well, they got out of hand, and they, they need to be punished to the full extent of the law, and there were vigils and everything else. Turned out to be a totally false story. Oops. Likewise with Trayvon Martin. Uh, it turned out that uh, it wasn't the, the white person that they wanted. He was Hispanic, but uh, they decided to make him a white Hispanic. That was a cute one. Uh, and it turned out that uh, he was, in fact, in a, a beaten quite badly, and then, uh, but people didn't didn't want to hear that. They wanted to hear the first story, and then the same thing was true with Tawana Brawley and so many other stories that we can lay out. Uh, that, by the way, Ann Coulter lays out beautifully in the book uh, um, Mugged, I think it is. Yeah, she talks about this, where to be white uh, and and defending yourself against a black person is inexcusable. That there's no way you can win in that scenario. 
Um, just imagine, I mean, if you get confronted today, coming out of this building here in West Los Angeles, and a black man, for whatever reason, decides to just, you know, go after your wallet or decides to just punch you in the face, and you punch back, uh, you're going to be in the Witness Protection Program pretty soon. That's what it is. Because everyone will portray you as a racist because you fought back. And in fact, nobody will say that you fought back. They'll say that you provoked the fight in the first place because you're a racist. And uh, they'll find something that you said in the past which will be questionable. And lo and behold, you're suddenly in the eye of the uh, storm. This is the way it works. And I ask you, dear liberal, um, tell me where the examples are of white on black crime where it was truly the product of racism in the past, say, I don't know, 40 years. How about that? Since 1974. All right? Tell me. Because I don't know of any. Maybe you can throw out one that I... But I can, I can tell you that if you do throw out one, it'll probably be one, and it won't be representative whatsoever. By and large, uh, the situation of an unprovoked attack by a white person against a black person is uh, the equivalent of trying to find a leprechaun. It's just not there. And the media just wants to dig in and find this leprechaun like nobody's business. They, they, they just... It's like they need to have racism alive and well in this country. It just, there's nothing more exciting for them. And we play into this. We play right into it. The media loves it. And what concerns me is, you know, you have the, the media comes by now with, with uh, their truck of gasoline, and they just spray it all over. Uh, and by the way, that's, uh, that's Ari's metaphor, which I think is 100% right. It's just a, it's a, it's a gasoline truck. And, and then having created the, 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 the demonstration and the riots that they themselves wanted to create, that they, then they report on it and say, wow, this is it. I was there during the great Ferguson riots of 2014. This is, this is what we're living in. We, it's as if we can't, we don't, we don't have enough real news. Can I stop you for and, a second? And, wait, wait, just one more thought. We don't have enough real news in America, apparently, that we have to create the news. And this is what they do. Anyway. Well, I want to stop you for a second because you promised me at the beginning of the show you would not talk about Hamas or Gaza. You're talking about Hamas and Gaza again. Oh, that's it, right, yes. You notice the dynamic you just described? Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's true. It's, uh, I mean, things are bad enough in the Middle East, uh, but the media is, uh, is culpable there as well. They, they, you know, the whole Gaza situation, everything that you saw in Gaza— was directly the result of Hamas knowing that the media would feed on this frenzy as much as possible, that their own people were going to serve as, as props uh, for uh, the enjoyment of the listeners who were going to take this on and, and, and you know, cry foul in every way possible. But they, they wouldn't have been able to do that but for the media that, that, that loved it, that encouraged it, that fanned the flames as much as possible. And here we are. Here we are. Hamas, that's a good example. Um, and and, and they, they want to avoid the problems. And now, now we go to the Obama administration and how they've dealt with Ferguson, right? So they, they are unable to deal whatsoever with the embarrassment known as ISIS, which is totally undermining every success that we had in, in Iraq, right? It'll soon become the quote-unquote Vietnam, 
um, it'll, it's following exactly the same playbook. And then, of course, 10 years from now, we'll say, or the liberals will say, you see, Iraq was prosecuted poorly. It was micromanaged. Uh, it, this was Bush's war. And, uh, you know, thank goodness Obama got, got us out of that mess. That's how they'll portray it. It'll be a Vietnam. Uh, never mind that, in fact, we won that war, and then two years later, that, that victory was squandered. It was, it was completely changed by, by one Mr. Obama. So you have, on the one hand, ISIS, and these are great embarrassments for the Obama administration. They don't know what to do with it. They don't want to put foot soldiers on the ground. So what does the Obama administration want to do with this? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They want to get the media covering racism in America right. so that the relevancy and historical place of a black president can be front and center. Right. Well, you, you, and you got me. That's exactly where I wanted to go. They would much rather for, focus on Ferguson so that the lightning rod of attention can go right to that because, that's, it's, first of all, it's right at home. People care more about domestic issues than they care about foreign issues. And uh, it's palpable. They can get all sorts of uh, TV news anchors there. Nobody's beheading anybody else there. But that's what they do. So, Ferguson, please, let's uh, please direct everyone's attention to Ferguson. Yeah, squirrel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, look at the monkey. Look at the monkey, right? Yeah. Um, so, and that's, they've successfully done that. Now, while they've gotten us to look at uh, uh, Ferguson, uh, we have the Attorney General, Eric Holder, and I think you sent me an article on this, Ari, uh, and it, it appears that Holder wanted to squash the video of Michael Brown, who was in that convenience store, robbing the, the convenience store and shaking down the very small man, <laughs> relatively speaking. Yeah, and committing armed robbery using his body as a weapon. His fists, his... Well, we can, we can argue about that, yeah, but, but he's, he's, he's an intimidating figure. It's, it's called a strong-arm robbery, where the weapon is the threat that you're going to punch or kick or... Oh, yeah, down. or just sit on him. Just, I mean, it was... This small <laughs> little man, who, by the way, was of uh, foreign extraction, probably Middle Eastern. Of course, that's lost in all of this. Yeah. Well, he goes in there, and, uh, and he does this. And, stuff. And, and, and the video is very relevant, of course, because it shows it's minutes before the killing. Now, whether the police responded to that, I mean, I, one of my liberal calls uh, had called in and said that uh, the reason why it, it's not relevant, Mr. Lurie, because the police didn't necessarily respond to that robbery. Um, well, first of all, you don't know that. And secondly, it, it, it goes to show that he's not the gentle giant that you're claiming. This is it's a false narrative. Uh, you know, we, we all want the truth. And, and this guy apparently was not such a great dude after all. The only relevant story right here is whether or not the policeman's story for the justifiable shooting is a is a credible story or not. That's that's exactly and it. This video shows that the policeman was dealing with a person who had a flawed character, which could fit the profile of someone you would need to shoot as right. a policeman. Well, he's an intimidating guy, and that's the whole point. He, he's capable of making the lunges that this cop said he he was engaging in. Okay, if if. If, I mean, that's what we call, um, you know, consistent uh, conduct, you know, pattern of conduct in the law. You know, if somebody is constantly, um, you know, raping, uh, you know, has been convicted of many other rapes in the past and, and it, with this in, within a certain vicinity, and, and you can't necessarily prove, you can't have the DNA, although these days it would be easy enough to do, but you, you didn't have enough evidence to convict that particular man to this particular rape, 
you can say, well, this man did engage in many other rapes and was convicted of many other rapes. Yeah, it goes, it goes to the convict, conviction side of the, of the balance sheet. That's the way it works. And uh, this guy, minutes before, was lunging at the, the security guy. But, but my liberal friends, I, I'm telling you, I'm getting a lot of emails. They are so desperate for the leprechaun that we call white-on-black violence uh, that they are just dismissing things that are highly relevant and meaningful, and they, they just they want to nourish this, this, this mantra, this narrative that this uh, young man was just lying peacefully on the ground, ready to surrender, and he was shot in the back. Um, you know, and of course, the reason must be racism. And why they want racism, why they want to continue this story of racism. It's a good thing. I, I just don't understand it. What, I mean, my, my liberal friends, can you, first of all, acknowledge that, you know, take my challenge, first of all. Can you show me examples where white cops are rampantly killing black people, uh, whether men or women? I, I don't care. Can you show me that, first of all? I don't think you can. And then secondly, let's say you, you uh, well, let's say you, you showed me one or two. Okay, does that make a pattern, right? And if it did make a pattern for some reason, which it does not, of course, you would have to show thousands to, to show a pattern of racism that it's endemic to, to uh, law enforcement throughout the country. You know, it, it, it seems like you're, you're just excited about this story, that you want to show racism. What's up with that? I, I, I want to understand you, my liberal friend. Uh, what, what motivates you? What draws you to this story? What, what makes you make the assumption that there was racism that was the, re- the reason for all this? What is drawing you to you? What, what makes you want to believe that? Right? I mean, look, I want to believe in God. Right? I would love to see um, a miracle suddenly performed, and then I could say, ah, there you go. There's- and have it on videotape, upload to YouTube, share <laughs> yeah. it with everyone on Twitter, and say, see? See? There's God. There's God, right. There's good evidence of God or some sort of mathematical formulation that I can make in my own head and say, this also proves that there's a God. Um, you know, I, I want to do that. There's something. But at the same time, I'm still open to you challenging me about that. In fact, I like the banter back and forth about this, but they don't like the banter. When it comes to the, the, the charge of racism, they're true believers in every way, every shape and form. They, they don't want to see any inconsistent evidence to that. And if they do, it's suddenly a court of law for them where this is not relevant. They, they suddenly know what the word relevant means, and it is very relevant, of course. But they've decided that's not relevant for and you. And it's a it's a hybrid racism. Wait, 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 wait. But I was saying that suddenly they use the exclusionary rule. You know, yes. that's that's the exclusionary rule means that you cannot obtain you cannot present evidence in court that was obtained improperly, right? So by by the police, not by the like average a citizen. Bad search or a bad yeah, you, warrant. a warrantless search, and you find, for example, in the apartment, you find some cocaine. Okay, and and then you go after uh, the guy and bust him for cocaine possession. Well. You know, it's, it's what we call technicality, but it's a big technicality, and we don't like cops doing that. So we throw out the conviction, even though we know he did it. We don't like the procedure with which the police acted. Got it? That's understandable. But suddenly, these these guys are all about irrelevance and technicalities and such, and they're suddenly employing the exclusionary rule, wrongly, of course. It is very relevant. But I I I, I digress. I mean, I, I ask you, my liberal friend. You, you, you want to exclude that video, but 
it's relevant, isn't it? Don't you think it shows him to be kind of a violent thug? Don't you, I mean, at least intimidating. But don't tell me he's a gentle giant. Come on, man. I mean, look, I know you're, you're in your quest to find the leprechaun known as white on black crime. I, I get that. It would be very exciting to do that. But maybe you're barking up the wrong tree. Don't you think that there are other things to focus on in America? Really? Don't you, aren't you more concerned about black-on-black crime? For example, this huge number, the swath of black-on-black -black crime. Aren't you concerned about the number of, of blacks that are in prisons, that the uh, extraordinary ratio of blacks to anybody else out there? Are the blacks in these terrible schools with no choice to get out of them, yeah, where their, their kids are brought up with no chance to succeed? Right. Isn't that a bigger issue? Right. And, and I, I love to step back and take a broader picture here. Those, those screaming about the life of Michael Brown being lost are so selective in their, in their uh, outrage because if every life is precious, as we who are conservative believes, and as these liberals are trying to, to claim, well, again, of course, like what you just said, the black-on-black -black crime and murders in Chicago yeah. are completely ignored. And what about all those abortions? Oh, it's, All it's, of those were gentle little giants yeah. in the womb. Yeah. and and potential lives snuffed out yeah. and no well, outrage? Th th they'll say in, in response, because I, I know how the liberal thinks, they'll say, look, abortion is, is available to all, and if it's what they want, then that's their business, it's a choice. But, but your, your main point is well taken, which is, look, you know, you're not addressing all the, the horrible poverty in, in, the, in, in the inner cities or in the, in the fact that there's so many blacks in, in jails uh, and that there's so many fatherless families out there, which, of course, is the main reason why they end up in jail in the first place. It's, yeah, ironically, it's, both Trayvon and Michael Brown had fathers, but it didn't seem to help. Right. So, but, but here we go. They'll, they'll answer. Here's their response. They'll say, Barack and, and Ari, aren't you listening to yourselves? Don't you get it? Don't you understand? It's because of racism that there are so many blacks in the prisons. It's because of racism, racism that they're suffering so much in the inner city schools and that they're so poorly taught. And here's our answer to that. Garbage. Garbage, okay? I was going to say bull <laughs> maneuver. Bull crap, okay? Bull crap, we can say that. Uh, and because you're not addressing the, the, the major things. All your liberal policies, every single one of them, have, has led to the, the black plight that you are complaining about today. And all you want to do is address every other explanation except for what it is, and that is an entitlement government and fatherless families. Those two things have created the perfect storm for exactly what you were seeing, the, the black plight that you're seeing today. It is not about racism. You, you want it to be about racism because it fits into your mantra, but it ain't that because it's the last thing you want to really address is, and, that, is, is yeah. that the last thing you want to address is that it's your liberal policies, the ones that you cherish and hold so dear are the very reason why you are seeing blacks suffer in America as they are. You want to instead find a different reason. You want to claim it to be racism. And not only that, but it must be conservative racism. And that, my friend, is a real leprechaun. Yeah, and the, and the proof of what proves mm -hmm. beyond a reasonable doubt. Do you hear me, Neil deGrasse Tyson, the proof? 
is that wherever these policies are put into place in a community, no matter the color of the inhabitants of the community, the same thing happens. Yeah. Appalachian and uh, uh, Ozark living whites, yeah. uh, oh, Asian people from places where this is put into place, uh, Middle Eastern people. Yeah, it has nothing Jews, has nothing to do with the pigment of your skin. Native Americans, no matter right. what pigment, the, the skin color of the inhabitants, wherever the policies are put into place, the same thing happens. And uh, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Here is the main focus that we want to draw everyone's attention to is ask yourself, how do they want, what, what does the liberal want to do here? What is his main goal, Right. Uh, the, the main goal of Hamas, for example, is to draw the attention of all the media, uh, like a lightning rod, to its uh, children and the women and the elderly and to say, look what the woe is me situation, right? And uh, they, they, they need to portray it a certain way. It's very important to them. The last thing they want to do is to reveal the truth about what's actually going on, which is that their dictators are uh, suppressing them and torturing them and want the utter annihilation of Israel. That's what they want. Okay? This, this is the truth. And if you don't, want, you know, if you don't believe me, just, just listen to the leaders themselves. You'll have to see, hear translations, but nevertheless, that's what they say. Okay, this is, this is their game plan. This is what they do. And uh, to hear Thomas Friedman talk about it, it's a question of economics. And if only we enabled these people uh, to have a... Uh, kind of like a Hong Kong in, 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 uh, in the Middle East. Gaza could be that Hong Kong. And wouldn't that be lovely? Um, and the Israelis are squashing that. And uh, if only they enabled and self-actualized these people for them, well, then great things would happen. But of course, it's, it's just ignoring the issue. And that's what this is all about. The Ferguson issue is such a, you know, they seem like disparate topics, Ari, but they're in fact very similar in many ways. Hamas redirects your attention to the children, to show themselves as victims, so that you won't discuss the actual issues themselves, which is their own monstrosity and their own desire to annihilate Israel. Likewise, in Ferguson, uh, they will focus entirely upon the charge of racism because they don't want uh, anyone to focus, let alone themselves, to think that the reason why their plight is as it is is the direct result of liberal policies. That they don't want to do. You they cannot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just like uh, the uh, liberals, you don't want to address the, uh, the LBJ, um, the war in poverty, and all the disasters that, that led to that. They, they, don't want to they don't want to address how the stimulus failed. They don't want to address, they won't want to address how Obamacare led to the destruction of the health care industry. Uh, they won't want, want to address how high taxes uh, led to disasters in every state uh, except for Texas. Yeah, because they can never defend the results. They can't. Ever in any of these. It always has to be something else. And it, usually that something else is, uh, a, a, you know, a dastardly conservative who is trying to uh, destroy them. And if they can't find that, well, then they'll just invent things about conservatives that, that have no basis in reality, such as uh, all conservatives are rich. That would be nice. I'd like to be that. But yeah, where's right? mine? <laughs> That's right. Uh, and uh, of course, all conservatives are racist. Never mind that it, the vast majority of, of racists throughout history, and I think even present day, are liberals. Not all of them, of course not. You, you know what? That but, is, but a lot that's of them. the money point right here. Yeah. That's the money point because when, when we do find 
black on, uh, white on black racism. It's always lib a liberal doing it or the liberal policies enabling it. Yeah. Always. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, you just used the phrase that I was looking for. And that is uh, Hamas sees their children as the money shot. That's how disgusting it I is. I didn't want to go to porn. I said money point. Uh, the money shot. Money shot is I, even better. I, I don't even avoiding know. money shot, actually. Well, people know money shot beyond the porn industry as well. I, 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 I I've since learned that money shot has has also been used in the in the porn industry. But money shot means, you know, what it, what it, what it means means like, gosh, you, you, you have a particular scene in a movie, whatever it is, that it's so effective, whether that's in Lawrence of Arabia with the famous uh, scene where he has to kill the very man that he saved, that's a money shot, so to speak. It, it makes the movie memorable and, and something that's powerful. Or a, a certain bridge blowing up, as in... Um, the bridge over the river Kwai. That's the money shot. Or when the Death Star blew up at Star Wars. Indeed, a good yeah. example. So, but for them, the, going back to the money shot, you know, for 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 Hamas, children are the money shot. You you you, you if you can show kids who have been burned alive, lost limbs, that's the money shot. That's the way they view their own children. That's how disgusting it is. And the liberals. The liberal media, by and large, not all liberals, of course, but the liberal media is looking for the money shot. They want the, the money story, if you will, uh, uh, white on black crime, something horrific happening, and then, of course, the demonstrations that inevitably ensue, and they encourage it because that, my friend, leads stories. Folks, it's a disturbing trend that we're seeing, but uh, you're going to see more of it. Uh, so long as this administration and uh, liberal mantras fail to recognize uh, what their liberals, uh, liberal ideologies lead to. You're going to see that for a long time. When they own up to it, you'll, you'll stop seeing it. And accountability, however, is not their main thing. This is Barack Lurie. This has been the Barack Lurie Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. You can be the stone. Carries us out.